Welcome to Simply Cyber. Welcome to the show. Let's get ready to boogie, huh? Good morning, folks. Today is Monday, November 21st, Thanksgiving week here in the United States. Welcome to episode number 245 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier, and over the next 45 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news stories of the day and providing expert analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you operationalize this today at work? Or if you're looking to break into the industry, I guarantee you, you're going to get asked, how do you stay current? This answer, the show, these people, they're all dynamite. They're all, they're all to the moon answers. So get in on it. Say what's up. Now, before I get into it, as I like to do, I'd love to give some love and uh, shout out to the stream sponsors, starting off with Barricade Cyber Solutions. You can see the website right here at BarricadeCyber.com. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. So be sure to go to BarricadeCyber.com and schedule a really just kind of a chill conversation with um, Eric Taylor, who's um, CEO, but also lead um, operator for the company. You can see his calendars right here on the page. Super easy. Have a have a call. And you might be like, why would I call, why would I call him? I, I don't really have like a problem right now. Guys, having the conversation, getting some, you know, uh, arrangements in place, understanding what the deal is. So when you do get a real ransomware incident or something, you already know what to do, right? The response mechanisms, the response processes are solid. You don't have to futz around with like, who do I call? Ghostbusters, right? Okay. Also want to give love and shout out. Hold on. What are we doing here, Jerry? Want to give love and shout out to uh, Recon Infosec, also a stream sponsor. Love what they're doing too. If your organization's large enough to have real cybersecurity concerns, but maybe not quite large enough to build full-fledged SecOps capability from the ground up, check out the Managed Detection and Response MDR offering from Recon Infosec. Their offering includes the people, the process, and technology, the full stack needed to deliver full-spectrum security operations to organizations of any size. All right, their MDR service includes a fully managed SIM and a SOAR, 
and customers gain full visibility into their own environment as well as any incident investigations being worked by the recon SOC. Great company, security company led by security people. Check out the links in the description below uh, for Recon InfoSec. If you're if you're beginning to explore MDR and you're like, oh, Jesus, Jerry, thanks for dropping this nugget on a Monday morning for me. I'll go check them out. I do want to remind you, if you hold professional certifications that require CPEs, such as SysP, SysM, SysA, those type, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE. So two and a half a week, 10 a month. Be sure to document literally the easiest, and I would argue the most enjoyable way to earn CPEs. All you got to do is say, what's up in chat? I actually had someone message me on Saturday and say, hey, Jerry, I've been attending for a while, but I don't know what shows I went to or didn't go to. Can you send me an inventory, like a roster from all the episodes? I can't do that right now because I don't capture anyone's information to, to do that. So you have to say what's up in chat and then go back and, and you know find it. So hopefully you do it right out the gate, right first thing in the morning. That way it's easy to find in the stream. But that's why I burn it into the stream, guys. Now, if you want to, um, if you're live, who we got? 93 of us here. Good morning, everybody. Uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. We're going to have a good show. If you are watching on replay, drop a hashtag team replay in the comments. Thanks for catching the stream. I love seeing the team replay. I, I, I try to uh, engage and comment uh, with folks who are on the replay right after this, uh, or not right after, but like throughout the day. Uh, so that's good. Also, if you're on re replay, you can jump right to the news. But if you're not, you can spend a few minutes hanging out with me, saying what's up in chat. Let me move this intro script and say hey to everybody. Good morning. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Um, seriously, it was uh, it was a good one. Went to B-Sides Charleston. They did a great job on the beach. Um, lunch, dinner. Got to got to see, uh, they had kegs there. Got to see uh, some people who I've been wanting to see. I met some new people. Chris up in Myrtle. Met you. It was a good time. Uh, Corey Nance. Guys, I, I did some uh, work for the show. Corey Nance, uh, Dr. Corey Nance, uh, is going to come on sometime in February. This dude can just rip malware apart. Like like you and I ripping Lego blocks apart, he just can rip malware apart. And he's like, hey, what if I came on and like we just randomly grabbed a random piece of malware right then off the internet and I opened it up and showed you guys exactly what's going on with it and exactly what malware analysis looks like. So I think that that's going to be a really fun episode, among other things. Um, hey, Justabite. Yeah, you get you get to shout out that you've been a member for a certain period of time. Thanks so much for being a squad member. I love the support. Definitely appreciate it. Hey, Gary Sergiatis. Good to see you. Hopefully you guys saw Hospitality to Cyber um, show with Gary um, last week or two weeks ago. We're doing a lot, guys. Doing a lot with the... Uh, I'm, I'm actually recording Retail to Cyber today. I'm recording paramedic first responder to cyber tomorrow so stay tuned to the channel for a bunch of new content obviously black friday week as well so uh there's a lot going on there hopefully you guys got the newsletter we'll talk about that in a minute also before i'm about to get right into the news it is monday which means it's callan's artwork of the weekday so we'll be spending a moment at the mid-roll to get into that yeah b-sides was fun oh yeah joseph was there too yeah i met joseph at the very beginning uh good guy too bad eric taylor couldn't make it but understood all right, y'all, sit back, relax, and let's get into the news. What do you say? All right, Tom Bishop. Membership. Thanks, Tom. Here we go. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Monday, November 21st, 2022. 
New ransomware encrypts files and then steals your Discord account. The new Axe Locker ransomware family, that's A-X-L-O-C-K-E-R, is not only encrypting victims' files and demanding a ransom payment, but also stealing the Discord accounts of infected users. When a user logs into Discord with their credentials, the platform sends back a user authentication token saved on the computer, which can then be used to log in as the user or to issue API requests that retrieve information about the associated account. Donald Trump. Yeah, okay, so, uh, all right. Okay, so t two things going on here. One, um, this doesn't surprise me um, because a lot of people are turning to Discord. I mean, many many of us here are in Discord. Um, Discord has really come on. I mean, it's been around for a while, but I feel like Discord's really come on the scene in the last two years um, as, as really um, a, a way to have a centralized community platform that isn't like Twitter where it's everyone everywhere. You know, like it's almost like Mastodon except better. Um, but as, as so many people have taken to Discord and really utilized it, um, it becomes a greater um, target of interest, right? That that's that's what you guys always have to remember. Like you know, whether it's today or two years or ten years from now, like w if there's something that has value, the more value it has, the more interested criminals will be in it, right? Criminals aren't like you know sharpening up on their cobol skills because they're like, oh yeah, the cobol. No, like they're they're looking at um, you know C plus plus and and you know. Uh, Python and stuff like things that are current because they're used because there's value and utility to it, right? Uh, just a bike gift and a sub. So whoever the lucky person is that gets that, thank you so much. Love it. Um, so, anyways, not surprised. Now, what what is surprising is that the um, there you go, Alicia Jerry. Welcome to the squad. Use those emotes. What's interesting is that um, it's it's when I think of ransomware, I mean, really the, the, the bang for your buck is hitting an organization, hitting a file server, hitting a domain controller, right? A business has money, right? Business, typically business would have money. So to pay the ransom, but you know, like Jerry or uh, Tom Bishop or Joel Belton, like, yeah, you might, you might have some money, but you're not going to like score a retirement type payday normally. So I just find it funny because like, people's do uh, discord creds aren't typically going to be on like a domain controller or a file server right so this axe locker kind of is serving serving two um masters if you will of like trying to get a payday on ransomware but then also trying to get people's creds um i, I will just say you know be mindful of your you know where you're logging in with discord be mindful of all these things because if your creds get taken we've seen it on the discord simply cyber discord server more uh we've seen it on the discord server before where someone who's like a normal person who normally uh comments and stuff all of a sudden they start spamming out crypto links and stuff and we have to we have to kick them off the server and it's not because they suck it, but it's just because they've been compromised right so just be mindful of that um and that's that uh mastodon's really more social media asking discord's more community based i don't know if you all know what i mean uh, Cybermunch can talk about that. Yeah, like most Discord servers are kind of focused. I, I mean, I would argue with that, Cybermunchkin, because like most Discord servers have a theme to them, right? Whether it's simply cyber, cybersecurity, TCM, cybersecurity, Black Hills Information Security, cybersecurity, right? 
And then, and then you have other ones that are like a band and their music, right? So with Mastodon, at least the way it seems, the servers like InfoSec Exchange Mastodon server is just a cyber ser security server, right? There's no reason we couldn't have a simply cyber Mastodon server, although I, I don't think that that's a good idea. Um, okay, so that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Returns to Twitter after Elon Musk's poll. Twitter has lifted the permanent suspension of former U.S. President Donald Trump's account. The move follows a Twitter poll run by Elon Musk on the weekend that asked users whether to reinstate Trump's account. 52% of the 15 million respondents answered affirmatively in the yes-no poll at a rate of about 1 million votes every hour. As an editorial side note to this story from us at Cybersecurity Headlines, although Twitter may appear to be more of a social media issue than cybersecurity, it is important to recall the reasons why Mr. Trump was banned in the first place, specifically for violation of Twitter's terms of service, which was threatening the public. In addition, several observers have raised eyebrows over the legitimacy of the poll, given the propensity for bots to influence Twitter activities, an issue that had been front and center during Mr. Musk's decision whether to acquire the platform. Furthermore, many activities in and around Twitter directly affect the overall security of the platform and also affects how our privacy, identity, and security will be handled. All right. So this was a, um, <clears throat> this was like what, the, you know, one of the stories were a very polarizing topic uh, over the weekend and the account gets reinstated. <clears throat> now, I had heard some people, Aaron KG told me in, in uh, Discord that, you know, part of this was to see uh, where the bots were to identify the bots to to nuke them from low orbit. But I don't un I don't see how you could identify bots based on voting. Now, if the bots were voting again, like then we have a <laughs> we have a poll where the results are uh, potentially fraudulent, essentially because you know it. If anyone can create a bot, if I could create you know, 40 million bots and have them vote, uh, that would, that would change things. Right. So, um, so, so, I mean, there's really two stories here. One president Trump getting his account back. That's one story that's much bigger. And then the second one is the, the method in which it was determined. Right. So, I mean, this seems fair, right? This seems fair. Like, Oh, okay. So a majority of the people wanted the account back, but you know the 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 whole the whole thing that Elon like Elon took the the platform over and said my first order of business is to get rid of the bots um and there's so he I, so like listen like Elon is saying that there's lots of bots on the platform in fact he almost tried to back out of buying it because he was saying the the richness of the platform was inaccurate because the bot activity was um simulating what you know like the value of the the platform and then to turn around and do this like it, it seems like you've already admitted that there's a heavy bot activity. So how can this poll be used for any type of action like this? So um, we'll see. We'll see. When when Trump had um, well, here's an interesting thing, just from a business perspective, right? So Trump has his own social media platform, so that would compete with Twitter now, right? So it, I, I mean, if with all due respect, if I was Trump, I would just all my posts would be uh marketing to push people to his his platform right not not to like light twitter on fire um the way that was going on before you remember like coffee do you remember that tweet <laughs> like that seems like um soft compared to all the other stuff so anyways um 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. More than half of Black Friday spam emails are scams. Yep, get your end users 56% ready. 56% of Black Friday spam emails received between October 26th and November 6th of this year were scams, according to research from Bitdefender. The study found that scammers placed a heavy emphasis on using fake discount offers on designer bags and sunglasses to lure customers to fake shops to steal their money and data. Another significant avenue was giveaway scams, such as invitations to claim a Home Depot gift card worth $500, which eventually asks the recipient to pay a small shipping fee, entering their name, address, and payment information. All right. Threat act. Guys, so, you know, this would be the story of the week um, for end users next Monday, but it'll be too late. Guys, this is like, please, like, okay, so check it out. This is to take for action, guys. You have, like, use this story, use this story, craft it up, send it to your end users, more than half. Don't, don't say 56%, right? I, I would straight up, I would straight up just borrow this headline because this headline is pretty effective at communicating to non, um, to, to, to a wide audience, okay? I, I would say more than half of Black Friday's, uh, emails are scams i wouldn't say spam emails i would just say i would just say emails because now you're trying to get the end user to qualify whether or not an email is spam or not um i would just say hey you've got heightened risk of um black friday discount deals and such um you know be mindful you might even want to use that home depot card one to understand because a lot of people a lot of people who who like are attacked by these scams they don't Realize, like most people, I feel right. So this is a little speculation, but it's it's based on my experience. A lot of people, if they don't understand what the scam is, they don't think it's a scam, right? So oh, they're gonna ask me to send them money, like the Nigerian prince scam. Well, that one's obvious. Hey, send me ten thousand dollars, and I'll send you back a million dollars. Okay, that like I understand how the scam works. I send them money, they send me nothing. Very very easy. With the things like the Home Depot one. You, you know, it's it's a little less obvious because it's like, oh, you get a $500 gift card. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, there's no scam. They're not they're not having me do anything. Oh, but you've got to you got to pay for shipping and handling. Well, what? That's not a big deal. By the way, super stupid. Like, I'll do respect. Okay, hold on. I, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, I'll do respect to people, but like the fact that someone, it's 2022. Gift cards are are, are digital all over the place. People can send them to you via email. So why do you need to ship it? And then like like $15 shipping and handling cuz like the threat actor isn't going to charge you like 49 cents postage fee. They're not going to make any money off that. So for someone to be like 15 bucks for a $500 gift card, like people fall for it, guys. People fall for it. So it's like it's like seriously. So so anyways, but 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 I'm just going to say you've got to consider the audience, right? Just because you know better does not mean everybody knows better, right? Everybody has a different background, different experience, right? Maybe someone had to leave school in, you know, third grade or whatever to work the farm, and now the farm's gone, so they're just trying to make their way in the world. You know what I mean? So you you can't assume anything about education or awareness, right? There's a lot of people who have... um mental health conditions, right? I'm not saying like, but you know, like some people can't focus on certain things, right? Some people are impulsive. Some people are addicted to shopping, right? So there's a million different scenarios, but it's our job to provide people 
with information so they can make better risk-informed decisions. That's all we're doing when we educate people. We're trying to help them. We're trying to modify their behavior ultimately. But at the end of the day, we're modifying the behavior because we're enabling them to make their own decisions. We're empowering them to make their own decisions with information. And that's why we do it, y'all. So I would I would seriously, after this show and Team Replay, you know, go grab this story. Could someone drop this link in chat? Oh, I'll do it. I dropped the link in chat. Okay. <clears throat> take advantage of this and share it with people because I, it's just like, guy, final thing I'll say on this, like we're, we're entering a recession or we've entered a recession. People are losing their jobs. Layoffs are happening. You know, things cost more money. Bread costs more money. Milk costs more money. Like all this crap costs more money. And, 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 like the last thing we need is people getting victimized on top of that, right? It sucks when you like stub your toe and like and like you know skin your knee, but you can get back up. The last thing you need is some prick, or excuse me, some some uh, you know threat actor coming over and like kicking you in the rib cage while you're down on one knee. Like I, no one's got time for that. There's exploiting Twitter changes after Musk takeover. Researchers at Proofpoint are seeing a noticeable increase in phishing campaigns targeting the credentials of Twitter users following Elon Musk's takeover of the company. Much of the action focuses on the now controversial feature allowing people to pay a monthly $8 fee to receive a verification check. Threat research company Proofpoint said cybercriminals are now using verification phishing campaigns to largely target media and entertainment figures, journalists, and other users who are already verified on Twitter, including sending a, quote, Twitter blue badge billing statement, end oh, quote. So, so, so good. So good. Okay, so this is one of those ones. Again, guys, if, if, you're, if you're new here, um, like, I do this from time to time. <clears throat> I, I work you know, diligently to stop threat actors and to help other people stop threat actors, right? Through, through knowledge share and, and, but occasionally they do something that's really clever and novel and smart. And all I can do is, is tip my hat and say, you know, all right, you know, good, good on you. Like I, like, I, I, like I have to expect that they're going to do these novel attack and, and things, but guys, this is kind of brilliant, right? <clears throat> threat actors been sending emails for weeks Here's your shipping uh, confirmation. Click here. Here's your here's your Geek Squad invoice. Click here. Here here's a PO. Click here. Here you know whatever. And we've gotten smart. We've educated AP, you know accounts payable staff, and we you know people aren't clicking on this now. This Twitter, this looks good, right? Twitter blue badge billing statement. So now everybody knows about the blue badge. Everybody knows about it. It's like it's like hot, hot news. So now the threat actors are targeting something that is commonplace. People know about it. So you, you've already kind of lowered their defenses because they're not trying to figure out what's the Twitter blue badge. They know about it and they know that it's $8 a month. It says right here in the email, you guys probably can't see it. It says, you've been invoiced eight bucks. Click here for your bill. And it, it says billing.twitter.com, making it look even more real. Guys, um, for those of you who are new here or new to the industry or whatever, like you can, you can type something in email or in Microsoft Word or whatever, and then put a different hyperlink under it, right? That's why you have to hover over this with the tool uh, with the cursor to see the pop up of what the URL it will actually go. You can do this. This does not go to billing.twitter.com. I, I assure you, it does not. It goes somewhere else. But it's another piece of social engineering. Uh, to, to trick someone who's either not taking their time or they're not smart enough to understand that that technique can be used. 
right? So the good on him. If this is another one, guys. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I I would say, it, you know, me personally, when I'm sending communication out to uh, my end users, I do limit it to one a day because I don't want to overwhelm them. I don't want to turn it into noise where they're like, oh my God, another one from this guy. I, I try to do one a day. So it's almost like, ooh, what is it today, right? Um, so this Twitter one might not be a bad one. Um, to, to, like end users like Carl may not even care about this, but um, if you're in a certain industry that you have certain um, like VIPs or people who speak or you're in, um, the media or journalism, like, you know, like those type of things. Um, let that audience know about this particular scam because they're going to know about the blue badge and the $8, right? Especially, I mean, Trump just got reinstated on Twitter. Like it's, it's like, it's been front page news every day and it's going to continue to be that way, especially as Elon rolls this thing out. So definitely um, educate that audience. I, I, I would almost ask you to simply, um, think about who might be targeted by this scam and then alert them, inform them, or share it with everyone. But, you know, you got to be mindful. Mid-roll. And now a word from our sponsor, Compile. We all know that CISOs are overworked and stressed. CISOs made Compile to reduce the noise, accelerate security maturity, and let you and your team quickly make decisions that directly affect what's important to your business. Learn about Compile at www.compile.com. That's C-O-M-P-Y-L dot com. All right, I'll check it out. Hold on. Mid-roll. Microsoft, Meta, and others face... If you're new here, this is what we do with the mid-roll. Until, until copyright strikes, take my, <laughs> take my show down. Don't you forget about me. I want to remind everyone, today is Monday, which means many of you should have gotten your newsletter in the mail. I got my newsletter. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, every single Monday morning, I deliver to about 2,000 people, which I'm super pumped about. About 2,000 people, uh, an email that I draft on sa uh, Saturdays. I did it on Sunday because I was at B-Sides Charleston on Saturday. Thanks, Jeremy Williams, for the super chat. Um, I'll take a sip of coffee for that. Um, so if you didn't get the newsletter and you think you should have, check your spam filters or go sign up with a different email or confirm it or whatever. I send an email that has three pieces of actionable intel where you can like, in many cases, copy and paste. I think there was an email today that you could send to your end users, copy and paste it, then just fire it off, okay? I also have some uh, direction for how you can speak to your executives and uh, get better inform them so they can support your information security program. Um, it's I think it's valuable. I did tuck in some Black Friday stuff in the bottom of t today's email, um, obviously. So, I don't know. If you're into it, give it a holler. Um, yep, Jeremy Williams. I send it at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The logic behind it is it'll be right at the top of your inbox when you get to work. Um, so you're sipping your coffee. And the way I always like to say it is that You'll be able to you'll be able to deliver ri cyber risk reduction value to your organization and be kicking massive before your coffee's cool enough to drink on Monday morning. That's that's the goal. When I when I sit down and write that email, that's the goal. And uh, as someone pointed out to me, um, there's typos in it, right, guys? I'm 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 moving quick and and making mistakes. And but 
even with the typos, the value doesn't change. You know, you know what I'm trying to say with those typos. So I'll try to be better uh, than that. Hey, Ahmad. Hey, Aaron KG. Yep, Black Friday sales on the email too, guys. Yeah, Black Friday. So right now, uh, TCM Academy. Um, I have, like Simply Cyber has an affiliate link. I don't know where it is right now. Go to the email and check it. But um, TCM Academy is running 50% off on their courses, which is sick. Uh, with the that the code give thanks i need to make uh simply cyber grc course i will make it also 50 percent off all this week um oh cool matthew netchy getting the manager to sign up for it happy happy turkey day david meese yeah we'll spend some time on wednesday uh giving thanks talking about what we give thanks for guys or just drop it in chat all week uh yeah typos are human so you know that uh <laughs> you know an ai bot isn't writing the um the, the emails but anyways give it a shout uh, also if you guys are interested um um the um the store like the the simply cyber store don't buy anything right now it's 35 percent off on black friday i don't control what the, the the deals are on the simply cyber merch store like the platform that does it um spreadshirt they do it but 35 percent on friday and no code needed. You just go to it and it'll be, um, what email address is it coming from? That's a good question. Um, I'll tell you what, remind me at the end of the stream, B second, I'll do it. Okay. All right. Now, before we get back into the story, I just want to share with everyone Callan's artwork of the day. We've got a clean lines one today. Clean lines. Yes. Little among us action. Very clean lines. Not bad for a seven year old guy. Markers keeping it all in the same stroke so it doesn't look like a hot mess on fire nothing blowing out the lines nice job Callan. thanks for sharing with us all right guys let's get back into the news shall we it's rising drought risk to their data centers drought conditions are worsening in the u.s and that is having an outsized impact on the real estate that houses the Ooh. internet zalia thanks for the data super centers chat. generate massive amounts of heat through their servers and water is the cheapest what? and most common we method used to cool friends. them yep. in just one day the average data center could use 300,000 gallons of water to cool itself the same amount as 100,000 homes according to researchers at virginia tech Meta, formerly known as Facebook, ran a pilot program on its Las Lunas data center to reduce relative humidity from 20% to 13%, lowering water consumption. It has since implemented its centers. Both Meta and Microsoft have set a goal to be water positive by 2030. All right. So this is this is a another like looming problem. Okay, um, related to our our world right climate kind of stuff um so if you haven't been in if you haven't been in uh data centers they're usually wicked cold okay this is a fun fact like bsec i know you've been in there many many of us have been in uh conference uh conference centers data centers um there's a lot of tech running in there if it gets wicked hot it's going to fail and that's a cybersecurity nightmare, right? From an availability perspective. So it needs to stay cool. Usually there's like, you know, raised floors, there's air conditioning. Guys, it's really not uncommon. You could be in Phoenix, Arizona. It's not uncommon for like, you know, a triple fat goose jacket to be hung right outside the data center. Uh, if you're going to go in there on a KVM switch or rack and stack something, you don't want to be freezing your butt off, right? So you got to get in there. Now, um, water is used to cool some of these data centers. And it sounds like 
some of these large ones like Meta and Microsoft. And if you think about like, it doesn't say Amazon in here, but like think about Amazon AWS's backend infrastructure. Like they could, they host Netflix among other things, right? So there's a lot of tech in there um, and a lot of water. And if you've seen, uh, I don't know if it was propaganda or not, but I mean, I've seen videos of like dry, dry, dry areas in China. Um, you know, like there's, I'm not saying we're running out of water, but like if you're consuming the crap out of a resource and it's not being replaced at a rate that is consistent with or better than the amount coming out, it's like anything else, dude. Eventually it, you will run out, right? If, you, if you're constantly taking five pieces of pie, you know, or five cans off the shelf at the grocery store and someone's coming behind you and replacing it with four, it's simple, right? Eventually... You, there won't be any there to take. So I do appreciate what, um, that Meta and Microsoft are saying that they'll be water positive by 2030. So that's eight years away. That's a long time. Hopefully that's enough time. The one, the one thing that I will say that just kind of annoys me um, is like, is water positive actually mean that they're putting you know, five, uh, six cans of soup back on the shelf for every five cans that they take? Or is this going to be some type of uh, legal, uh, you know, hocus pocus voodoo where they're water positive, but they're actually not? And you might be like, Jerry, what are you talking about? If you go watch John Oliver's last week tonight on carbon footprints, right? I think it, I think it was carbon footprints Something like that. Anyways, we, guys, we all know that like right now, it's like very in vogue to like not be pump bilging out carbon dioxide into the environment. And these big businesses, they're like, oh, we're we're carbon neutral, right? Oh, we're carbon neutral. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, it actually turns out that there's all sorts of ways to purchase cash. Like, oh, Great cash, homie. there's all sorts of way to purchase uh, carbon credits. So these companies that are carbon neutral, they're, they didn't change anything. They just threw a ton of money at a problem and purchased carbon credits. It makes me think of like, and I'm not going to get super religious on this, but it just makes me think about how back in the day, like way back in the day, like dark ages time, when like someone could be an absolute deplorable human being and they could purchase from the Vatican, uh, like repent uh, or like, you know, sin cleansing to go to heaven, right? So like... You could be a terrible person and it was okay because you could buy credits to wash sin away. And this carbon thing is the same thing. So that's all a long way to say that I hope this water positive by 2030 and that is a legit thing where they're actually trying to not consume more of the resource than is available uh, because it's a real problem, guys. It's a real problem. We only get one Earth. <laughs> I know Elon's trying to get us on Mars, but as it currently stands... This is this is the boat we're in. Nvidia faces lawsuit for melting RTX 4090 cables. A lawsuit seeking class action status has accused Nvidia of misleading consumers over the safety of the company's GeForce RTX 4090 graphics cards due to growing reports of melting cables. The lawsuit filed on November 11th in California looks to charge Nvidia with unjustly enriching itself committing fraud, breaching the implied warranty, and violating two New York statutes in the sale of the faulty RTX 4090 cards. In an update Friday, the company says its investigation has led it to believe the RTX 4090 power cable is melting because users are not fully plugging it in. 
NVIDIA suggests users plug the connector into the graphics card before slotting it into the motherboard and provided an image of what a properly seated connector should look like. All right. So two things. I run the RTX 4080, uh, as you may have seen in my YouTube studio tour. I did not buy the 4090 because it was literally double the price of the 4080. And I don't think I'm running... Um, uh, I don't think simply Cyber's morning briefing would have been would have been improved with an RTX 4090 unless I'm going to play like Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto like like the uh, hold on <laughs> like the keyboardist from Sticks where I'm like GTA on this side and and um what did I say I, whatever oh Fortnite just like yeah just rocking out and playing music running Steam running running streaming software, running all the things. That's not what I'm doing. So stay away from that. But if you did do it, this is a beast of a card. It definitely, definitely runs hot. Um, I mean, guys, the, the the 4080 plugged into my machine looks like a brick. Like it literally looks like a big brick jammed into the side of my motherboard. So these things are catching fire or failing. I, I do think it's funny that um, the NVIDIA said that you didn't plug it in right. Like that's, that's kind of, I'm not saying that's laughable, but like, dude, how do you design, how do you design something where like, if you don't plug it in right, it still works. It's just at risk. So we'll see where this goes. This might just be a pissing contest between AMD and NVIDIA. Uh, NVIDIA definitely has the graphics uh, card market cornered, I would argue. Um, most people talk about, you know, what G, you know, like what NVIDIA card do you have? What GeForce are you running? What GPU? So um, anyways, we'll see if this turns into a lawsuit. It, it doesn't really matter to us. I get like just at a very, very minimal cybersecurity thing, just to kind of tie it in. If you are a company that does heavy graphics, right? So say you're like an editing firm or you're a movie production firm, or, you know, you're Pixar and you're running these 40, uh, 4090s. Again, this is more of an end user thing. Um, I guess you could be a Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency farmer and you're running tons of these 4090s that way. Um, you just want to be mindful. A, I guess, go around and make sure the cables are set correctly. B, make sure you have some backup uh, GPUs in motherboards because if this thing catches fire, it's not like it's just going to nuke itself. It's going gonna, it's gonna to melt the motherboard that's plugged into, no question, and the cabling. So from a uh, business continuity perspective, make sure you've got things. Also, make sure that you have uh, fire extinguisher type stuff, whether it's Halcyon or, what, or whatever your options are. Um, a lot of people don't think about fire extinguishing when, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's just a checkbox. Like, oh yeah, we've got, we've got it. But, you know, make sure, make sure it's legit. Right. Um, so yeah, Justin Gold, I don't know if mining on 4090s is a good, a good idea or not. I've never gotten into the mining. I just know that people buy GPUs and do it. So. Palo Alto to acquire Israeli software supply chain startup. Ooh. Cybersecurity powerhouse Palo Alto Networks on Thursday announced plans to spend $195 million in cash to acquire Israeli startup CIDER Security, that's C-I-D-E-R Security, a deal that adds software supply chain security capabilities to its Prisma cloud platform. <clears throat> For CIDER Security, an early stage startup with roots in Tel Aviv, the deal comes less than a year after its public launch with $38 million in venture capital financing. The company's technology promised tools for security teams to orchestrate and implement end-to-end -end CICD security. All right. So, all right. couple things here. One, um, I say it all the time when it comes up, but I, I will continue to say it because I feel strongly about it. 
Israel is a powerhouse. They they are a small country, but they are mighty guys. Like any like I don't know a single security product that has come out of Israel that wasn't great, right? I mean, they have the different grades of great, but like there isn't some suck program uh coming out of Israel. Like they 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 make some sick software. Okay, so first of all, to me, to me, it, like when I'm looking at product or whatever, like evaluating uh solutions or something like that, and they're like, it's Israeli based. I'm like, okay, you have my interest or consider me intrigued or whatever, whatever Caprio says uh, in that movie, drinking that out of the coconut. But a- anyways, my point is Israeli uh, based software is great. Now this cider um, company, uh, they got uh, public launch at $38 million. So they're definitely well-funded and it sounds like they do AppSec for uh, continuous integration, continued deployment. Um, so think of DevOps and making sure that your DevOps pipeline is clean. Uh, Palo Alto is well known for their firewalls uh, and they're they're moving into, um, they have Prisma, right? And as far as I know, Prisma is more of a software, like a software defined uh, firewall to really address kind of modern network architectures, right? The, the traditional firewall was like strong perimeter, like a castle wall and then soft GUI inside. But as we move to the cloud, um, third-party services, people working remotely, all that crap. Um, you had to change how it worked. And Prisma um, is Palo Alto's solution to that, right? Um, in part. Uh, so I like what they're doing. Um, Palo Alto continuing to increase their service offering and you know a comprehensive approach to what they do. Uh, so this is just interesting industry news from a consumer perspective. All you're going to notice is that Palo Alto, they're going to, they'll obviously rename this from cyber uh, cyber security. You'll see Palo Alto, like in three months, begin offering like, I don't know, like Palo Alto, they'll, they'll have some clever name for it, but like Palo Alto Prisma DevOps or, you know what I mean? Like it'll be all on brand for Palo Alto, but it'll basically be cyber security on the back end. So just be mindful of that. Um, and if you're a DevOps shop, you should get excited about this potential offering, um, especially if you're already using PAs because you'll, you'll be able to unlock that capability. It's usually uh, pretty well integrated. Now, last week in Ransomware... One of the biggest stories last week is the arrest of Ukrainian Vyacheslav Igorovich Penchukov, otherwise known as Tank, Zeus. for his alleged role as a leader in the Jabber Zeus cybercrime gang that operated the Zeus and Maze ransomware operations. Also last week, Microsoft and Security Scorecard released reports on the Royal ransomware operation, which is believed to be comprised of ex-Conti members. ASEC released a report on Dagenlocker, a rebrand of the quantum ransomware operation. BlackBerry warns of the expanding operations of the AR Cryptor ransomware. Talus was hit by Lockbit 3.0 again. Ukraine says that a new Somnia ransomware is being used in attacks. CISA and the FBI warned that Iranian hackers breached a federal agency. The FBI warned that Hive ransomware has generated over $100 million in ransom payments. And K-12 schools stated that they lack the resources and funding to combat the ransomware threat. Just a reminder. Yeah, a couple, couple things going on here. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Um, I, I am going to do this. I like this. Since it's the last story, we'll do this. Um, let me do this. So um, really quickly, this week in ransomware, there was a lot going on. As they mentioned, uh, the guy who was behind Zeus and Maze uh, got arrested. 
I mean, those those while noteworthy haven't been like front and center, right? It's it's mostly been Lockbit, Conti, um, etc. So, anyways, a, a, a real player in the space got taken down, so that's always good. Um, they mentioned this to me. The most interesting thing out of this whole story was that this Royal Ransomware operator looks to be ex-Conti members. That's not good, guys. Conti, if you remember, go, go look at Brian Krebs's, um... Oh, yeah, hold on. Go, go look at Brian Krebs's, uh, uh, Conti Papers Leak, a roundup. He, he basically, like, Conti, when Russia invaded Ukraine, the Conti gang was split because they had Ukrainian members and Russian members, and the, the gang came out officially and supported Russia, and the Ukrainian members were like, you know, double middle finger, and, and like, basically nuked the the <laughs> nuked the ransomware gang so uh that's how conti like ended now um they they were wildly successful and from the papers that krebs you know kind of rounded up i read he, he did it in five blog posts um it really is interesting that like dude the conti ransomware gang had the wizard spider is what they were actually called conti was just the ransomware variant they were using Wizard Spider, they had like an HR department. They had like a department of testers who, they had a, a department of devs who would work on new uh, exploits. They had a department of testers who would have all the newest EDR solutions and would test that the exploits would work or the ransomware would fire. Um, they had HR, they had, uh, you know, customer support. Like they were a very mature gang. So for them to have... Uh, come back on the scene, which I'm not surprised. They were eventually going to come back, right? There's too much. Um, Great cash, homie. It's too much money in that, especially right now before regulations come out and everything. So, um, but it's scary. So look for Royal Ransomware to start coming on the scene, hot and heavy, um, and be mindful, guys. Best practices with ransomware: make sure that your, you know, access control is clean. Make sure your backups are tested. Make sure you do tabletop exercises. Make sure that your CEO and uh, chief counsel understand what the hell you would do if you got ransomware today. As I mentioned earlier, if you don't know what you're talking about, go to barricadecyber.com and schedule a call with Eric uh, and talk through it. Because, guys, anyone can be a victim. We just saw earlier, Axe Ransomware is going to attack individuals, steal your Discord creds. Finally, I'll just point out that Hive has gotten more than $100 million dollars. If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm in, in chat, if you will, Hive is a um, Hive is a regrouping of uh, it's either Revil, which was a, a very solid ransomware gang, or uh, Darkside, who became Black Hat or Black Cat, which became Alpha Black, which or Black Alpha, which is now Hive. Um, either way, Hive is a top tier, like a tier one ransomware threat group. Uh, so just be mindful of that. All right. Anyways, ransomware. You know what I mean? It's like it's a day ending and why. So there's a ransomware story. No big deal. Guys, before I talk to you in chat, um, I do want to remember. Well, first of all, if you were here just for the news, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed it and got value. Hit the like on your way out. Uh, if you did get value, it does mean a lot to me and it helps uh, support the show. Um, if you're here for just a hot minute, I would love to... Um, share with you guys that later today at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So in seven hours, I will be going live with Haiku Pro and I'll be actually playing a forensics range. So Haiku Pro actually has offensive ranges, kind of like Try Hack Me. 
They have defensive ranges, which we did last uh, time I played. And they have forensics ranges. I haven't even looked at this one yet, so guys, you're gonna be getting <laughs> you're gonna be getting rough, rugged, and raw Wu Tang style, where I'm going to be looking at it uh, with you uh, for the first time. If I get a hot minute, I'll look at it beforehand so I don't embarrass myself. Um, oh, Aaron KG, the camera's on sale. Good, I'll check that out. Um, anyway, so I hope you can join us, guys. Um, let me just spend a minute talking to y'all for a second. Um, Robert Buchanan, I saw you in chat on LinkedIn. I really, guys, Robert Buchanan from time to time comments in and chats on the uh, YouTube channels and stuff like that. Like, good thoughts, good thinking. Hey, Jack, Scott, good to see you. Hope everyone is well. I hope, guys, listen, I'll say this every day this week. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you get an opportunity to chill, uh, rest and relax, and tell someone that you care about that you love them, right? Very important. Our time on this earth is limited, and sometimes, you know, we get busy and distracted with um with our day-to-day -day toiling and you know we we don't we don't take a moment for the things that are really important jerry the stories were zoomed in the whole time so it was hard to follow along in the stories love the show though oh all right well let me check this out um well hold on joshua b like this right here i mean this is how it always is i i do it so it, well that's not so much like that but um yeah i always do this i don't know i'll have to go back and look prime ribbon yorkshire pudding for tom bishop i love it Love it, love it, love it. Guys, and hey, just a fun fact, since, you know, the show has been a little bit more professional the last couple months, and I genuinely appreciate the sponsors' support to allow me to do that. Um, but I, I do want to point out that this Friday is going to be renegade style. I will be at my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. I won't be coming back till Saturday. So I'll be running from the remote Simply Cyber Studio uh, and guys, who knows what that's going to look like. Uh, so stay tuned on Friday. Oh, by the way, there's no, there is no podcast, CISO series podcast on Friday. So I will be re picking and reading the stories. Uh, so stay tuned for Friday. It's going to be I, what I have to assume will be an interesting show nonetheless. Um, and if it's, if it, hopefully whoever's first time catching the stream on Friday, they're going to be like, what, why is everybody talking about this guy? This is such a hot mess of a show but it, it'll be all right all right guys i'm looking i predict audio issues you're right haircut fish i saw you had a job interview uh i want to wish you the very best i'll give you one of those um give you a toasty all right did you unlock your emotes no actually you know what uh good question um i will oh crap so tomorrow, I, it, it was a busy weekend. I think we have enough members now where I can unlock a new emote. Tomorrow, I'm going to have, let's say, four different emotes to choose from. And we'll start a poll in chat. And you guys can select which emote that we do. Okay? Does that sound fair? Assuming that we have uh, a, an emote to unlock. I think we do. I think we do. We've been getting members all over the place. We needed one more to unlock. Um... Also, ooh, also, also, um, this is like, this is just extra, extra time now, guys. I, I'm wicked pumped to share this with you guys, too. Give me, give me just a second. Let's party. No. Haiku. Yes, here it is. So, check this out. This right here is the beginning 
Remember I told you about the show idea, the concept where it's just like hanging out. It's like Simply Cyber office hours or beers with Simply Cyber or after dark or whatever. I don't know what it is, but we, this, you're get, this is like fresh hot off the presses. On December 2nd, I think at 4.30 p.m., December 2nd, which is a Friday at 4.30 p.m., um, we are going to be doing this, right? It's going to be like four or five people live on the stream. We'll, we'll be taking call-ins. You can call in, give a hot take. We'll be talking about cyber news. Give a hot take. What's your thoughts on Twitter? What's your thoughts on crypto? What's your thoughts on ransomware? Like, whatever your hot take is, share it. We'll drop the call. We'll bring on the next caller. And, um, you know, it'll be like a radio call-in show. And we'll be hanging out. We'll be having a good time. It's a concept that I've been flirting with for some time and haven't been able to really execute on, but I think um, I think I've figured out how to do it. It's going to be super chill. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be a way that we kick it off for the weekend. Yeah, Jeff. Um, and if you don't drink alcohol for whatever reasons, uh, you do need a beverage though, whether it's you know Propel water or Starbucks coffee or whatever. It's going to be fun. Okay, I've been talking with the mods already to kind of understand it. I, um, so we'll work through it and together as a community, we'll name the show. We'll figure out the schedule. We'll have a good time. It'll be aces. Okay. That's going to do it for today's show. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow's show is at 8 AM. The Citadel is in, uh, Thanksgiving break. So I will be on stream at 8 AM tomorrow. I will be at 8 AM on Wednesday, Thursday. There is no stream. I will be on at 8 a.m. on Friday in the hot mess version of this show. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much. Uh, hold on. BSEC, you're talking about backdoors and breaches tonight with Josh Mason. Is there, is there a, um, a link to that? YouTube. Josh. Joshua SC. Joshua SC17. Let's look. If this thing's already scheduled, I'll, I'll share it with everybody. Oh, boy. Never mind. <laughs> that that just turned into a bunch of religious stuff, so that, that wasn't right. Anyways, guys, thanks so much. Um, interview prep for Threat Hunter. So Joshua Allen um, is asking about a Threat Hunter interview. What I would say is, in short, no. I don't have Threat Hunter specific, but Josh um, Joshua Allen, what I would say is do this. Uh, simply Cyber... Um, uh, Kimmins, right? So this is a threat, um, here, I'll put it in chat. This is a, uh, interview with a expert on, on a cyber threat intelligence. That's certainly going to help you. I have an entire playlist on becoming a SOC analyst. Um, right. Here's 12 SOC analyst interview questions and answers, right? Oh my God. Come on, guy. Right? So you can watch this one. That should get you pretty far. And then also um, Joshua Allen, uh, the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I would say one other thing. Think about one story happening right now in the industry, Joshua Allen, like anything. It can be, um, you know, uh, like Black Friday uh, spam emails, or it could be just, just something. Think about some current story and then think about how you would threat hunt to find that in your organization whether it's iocs whether it's looking for beaconing on the network whatever it is joshua 
like think about an actual credible example that's happening right now that the interviewers interviewing you would know about that story, right? So a big ticket story. It's eluding me right now, guys. Uh, but someone in chat mentioned a story, but um, some story right now and then how you would thread hunt it. I guarantee you, I guarantee this. If you're able to take current story that they know about and talk about potential thread hunting tips or ideas that you would do to thread hunt, again, looking in logs, looking on... Looking at IOCs, going to CISA, using MITRE ATT&CK, right, to get those uh, TTPs and IOCs, and then looking in your environment, you're going to, like, you should bring extra socks for the interviewers because you're going to blow them directly off their feet, okay? Maybe bring a comb because you're going to blast their hair back. I think that's what I would do if it were me, so knock that out. Woo! All right, guys. Good stream, everybody. We'll see you out there, okay? Good luck with the interview, uh, Haircut Fish. Good luck with the interview, Josh Joshua Allen. USA Wales later today. I think it's at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll be watching if I can. And we'll see you at 4 p.m. for the haiku stream. You're welcome, Joshua Allen. Be good. Hope you, hopefully, I hope you're bringing good news back tomorrow. We'll see you on the stream. Take care, everyone. <laughs>